Welcome to the Pop Culture Pile Driver. I'm very excited to be with you. I am Jason Ross. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Jason D. Rossi. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast and streaming sphere, if you're lucky enough to be joining us. He is Billy D. Billy D., what's going on? Hello. Uh, not too much. Just got my hair cut. Uh, feeling pretty good. Fresh. No, nothing better make you feel good than a fresh cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, are they, are they still not doing the beard trims? Nope, no beard trims. So that's all me, okay. baby. Okay, that's, that's all natural. Mm-hmm. getting in there it's hard yeah. i'll be no, honest it's, it's not hard. easy it's tough I, to like blend it because i get like shorter on the sides here so like me doing that doesn't look great from the side but we're pretty much head on here i like it it lo- well it looks good we'll just we'll just go with that it looks good uh well bill as you know and everybody else should know you can follow us along on the, uh, twitter at pop culture pd you can find us wherever you get a podcast at well, you can just search Pop Culture PD. It's three words, Pop Culture PD. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. There I go again. Pop Culture Pile Driver, maybe if I actually said the words. It's PCP, get addicted to the content. Um, so, yeah, wherever you get your podcast, we're there. Find us on Twitter. You can um, find Billy and myself also on the Instagram. We don't have one for the actual uh, thing, but you can find me anywhere at Jason D. Rossi and you on Twitter at BillyD2411 and you on Instagram at BillyD1115. Mm-hmm. I changed it to BillyD2411 for uh, oh! symmetry. I love it. Look at that. See? Social king right there. Um, also, don't forget to check out the hashtag dork shared gooniverse on Facebook. You got us. You have the do- hashtag dork. You have Mac and Goo. You have changed my mind. And you have uh, Twitch affiliate streamers like Arvon D, Ryan Davey of the Dork Podcast. You have uh, Dr. Joe, the Backcracker, and Shine Time on there as well who are streaming, I feel like, 24-7 between all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. A lot of good contests. I think they have their Threos contest. I said contests twice. A lot That's of okay. content, and they have their trios <laughs> contest going on right now. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I I've just see every time because I follow them all on my Twitch. So like my iPad or my phone will always just pop off saying, you know, Dr. Joe is live with this or Shine Time is live with this or Armand D is live with this. So good for them. If you're into the gaming stuff, definitely check those guys out. Make sure you get on the Twitch. Uh, a lot of fun. Twitch, tons of stuff on there, by the way. Like a lot of like wrestlers are on there, by the way. Yeah. I didn't really realize. So that's uh, that's really great. So um, but today we are going to be talking top 11 um, music, uh, songs of the summer. We'll be talking about that in just a little bit. But Bill, we like to start off the podcast. Just kind of see what's on your mind. So what's on your mind? Let's have you go first, because I think this is what all the people want to hear. Or should I or should I go first to tease it? Go first. I don't really have anything on my mind. To be all honest. right. Perfect. Good, good setup. Thank <laughs> no, you. I was going to say, like, I went back to the gym like in person. I don't know if you Ooh. caught that on the Change My Mind pod, but I felt pretty safe. I felt pretty comfortable, and I'm okay with doing it. Well, as long as you're comfortable, that's all that matters. But I did see, like, wasn't, like, people in, like, the squat rack not – I thought I saw you uh, having – was curling in the squat – curling in the squat squ- – yeah. I can't talk today. Curling okay. in squat rack, which is a major faux pas. Yeah, I don't really understand, you know, how people, like, in the gym now – like, there's so many videos, and, like, if you don't know how to work out, like, you would think you probably Google something. Like, any workout I'm not, like, perfect at or, or know enough about, I always will, like, just Google it, take a little peek there. So I'm interested to see why people are, are doing that. But I don't know, you know, with the whole lack of, you know, with our social distancing, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, how people really attain to that. But I guess people don't really care, and they're just like, I'm just going to curl in the squat rack. That sounds well, like that's Well, that's more of, like, a meathead thing. It's not really, like, he doesn't know how to do the workout. He was actually a big dude, but that's, like, a sign of, like, trying to be too much of an alpha. Like, the squat rack is for 
squatting. Squatting. <laughs> so you do your curls outside of it. And he wasn't even like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like that. And when the people grab like 45 weights and bring them to one area, that's a real pain in the ass. So I'm yeah. a, I am was before this a huge gym etiquette person. And now I continue to be. I was going to say, I, I used to just go buck wild now and not even, no rules. Um, well, the one thing I could start with on my mind, the XFL bill was just purchased by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And um, I guess I would also like to say a big uh, thank you to you. It really helped me out in, uh, in certain areas of my life recently. And uh, due to that, I was having a conversation with a, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Brandon Glasheen, about The Rock buying the XFL. And he was asking me, um, you know, hey, uh, what do you think of that? Like, first off, obviously, people always – the XFL will never escape, like, a wrestling, um, like – lore just because Vince McMahon's done it twice now the rock's purchasing it but i believe he got this thing for a steal of a, a price song. yeah honestly it's like a nickels on the dollar and i know we're talking millions of dollars and all that but for the money that he has and for what that league could potentially be it's a great deal um my true belief on this league it will be the and i've said in a couple of texts i've been telling people it's the only league if they actually decide to play in 2021 It'll be the only sports league that will have a full season till like in the next 12 months. I, cause I believe it'll only be, you know, if it's eight, maybe they'll only do six teams. They'll probably put it in a bubble. They'll probably put it somewhere, you know, controlled environment. Maybe they go, maybe Florida, I don't know. But wherever they decide to do this, I think it will be like an indoor bubble, kind of like what the NBA is doing. NBA so far having a lot of success. And I think it's going to be, you know, if they pull it off, it will be a hit. And I think it will be exactly what the XFL could have been in the past. But I think, you know, as I just don't believe the NFL will have a full season. I'm not saying they're not going to play. I'm not going to say there's not going to be a Super Bowl. I just don't think it's going to be a full season start to finish in a month from now. Yeah, NFL looks stupid right now. Not as bad as baseball. But basketball is the best. I think they'll have a full season whenever they try. Adam Silver's just good. I think the Rock got a deal because I think in merchandise, he can probably make that back at some point. I mean, an NFL franchise, the lowest one I checked was the Buffalo Bills, and they're worth $200 billion. $200 billion with a B dollars. That's insanity. So he got a whole league. Well, you know, a decent chunk of a whole league for a very little amount. So it's a good risk versus reward. And, you know, his seven buck production, is that what it's called? They're pretty yep. good. So they can do some interesting stuff. If they borrow a lot of the NFL film stuff and really get you behind the scenes, I'd like to see that with the players. And I think most importantly, Bill, is there anybody more likable than The Rock? Not really. I mean, uh, they had an overrated draft on Barstool, and somebody drafted The Rock as overrated. Like, what is he overrated at being awesome? So yeah. I'm wearing, as like uh, Mac pointed out, great tank, Bill. It's a rock tank. I love The Rock. Tanks a lot. Um, he's, he's the man. I mean, he's absolutely just, you know, uh, dynamic personality. So people will just buy into it because of him. He could run for president and actually win. So that's the kind of guy who bought this league. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think there's anything he doesn't do that people don't like. Like even his movies, even if you don't love his movies, they're very watchable. If you like action movies, if you like, he's like a modern day Sylvester Stallone meets like he's I, I Arnold. Can't. He's Arnold. Okay, fine. Either way, like an action hero, but he also makes like great com. Well, he makes funny comedies. He's mm -hmm. unbelievable. Like he looks like a gajillion dollars. He like makes these incredible Instagram videos, like that shows his like softer side with his family, his daughter. Um, he has stuff with his mom on Mother's Day that was pretty big. That got like one of the most hits over like on I think it was again technically Instagram TV. But nonetheless, The Rock is the man. I'm real excited uh, for anything he does, and I think this will be a major hit. One quick thing, and anything Great. he puts his mind to. It may not be a smash success, but he's going to do it to the best ability. He's not going to mail it in like Vince would. No, I completely agree. I think this is one of those things like if he – yeah, you're right. If he gets his team behind something, it is going to 
dare I say rock. Uh, the one last thing I wouldn't mention too, he's like so versatile that, uh, did you ever watch the show Ballers on HBO? No, but I heard it's pretty good. I really liked it, but I remember going in and seeing like The Rock playing like a sports agent. Uh, I don't know. But then you watch it and you're like, The Rock can literally do anything. Anything. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I really, I'm really looking forward to see how that kind of plays out. Um, I guess also what's on my mind, Bill, the topic of, of the day uh, has been my the criticism or whatever you want. I don't really like to read the media too much, Bill. I don't like to, uh, you know, flip through the Twitter and search my mentions or Google my name. Uh, but no, in all honesty, um, been getting kind of uh, uh, some flack or some heat. I feel like you've been getting lambasted. And whatever that means, I am getting that um, about a, and I think Keith said the best way possible during the hashtag dork podcast, they just counted down the top 10. What's that? I don't even know what a top 10 is. Uh, um, multi Was it multiplayer or? Multiplayer games, yeah. Yeah, very interesting topic on that. We can speak about that maybe at the end. But um, he said that it was a throwaway comment by me because you were running down kind of what all the uh, other hashtag dork uh, shared universe podcasts were doing. And there was the change my mind Spider-Man versus Spider-Man 2. Long story short, I think Spider-Man 2 is trash. And I said in that specific case that I went into that is because they announced Spider-Man 3 while they were making Spider- before Spider-Man 2 came out. So I was immediately like turned off by the movie. I was like, well, nothing crazy is really going to happen in this. That's good. Like Spider-Man's not going to be in danger. Mary Jane's not going to be in danger. The characters aren't going to be like, I'm not going to worry about them as much. That was in 2002 or 2003 when that came out. So that was obviously when trilogies, there's been trilogies forever. I never said that trilogies are, uh, the second one and all trilogies are awful forever. I was talking specifically, no, I didn't go back and listen. I was talking specifically in this case. And even if I did say it, this is what I meant. I don't really care. I still stand by it. When you, when they announce a third movie before the second one comes out, how, inve- like if, the movies can be the best movies ever. Like they were talking about Godfather. None of us were born when the Godfather came out. I don't know if Siskel and Ebert were announcing that Godfather 3 when Godfather 2 was coming out. I'm not denying, and I don't look at Star Wars as a, a, a trilogy. I may be wrong, and that's okay. I don't look at Winter Soldier as the middle of a trilogy. Yes, I have all the critiques I have, but I still believe that Spider-Man 2, I remember as whatever I was, 16 years old, just being so deflated because I loved Spider-Man. And when they announced Spider-Man 2, I was like, this is going to be awesome. And as soon as they tell you there's going to be a 3, you're like, wait a second. Now, I know movies have changed so much. But for me, I just still like it depressed me at the time. I was just like, well, what? how invested can I be in this movie if I know there's going to be another one? And now that's become like the norm in movies now. Like, you know, there's 10 movies down the line. And I guess I've gotten over it. But I remember as a kid, like literally living in my house and being like having this conversation with my dad, like how I'm like, I don't even know if I want to see Spider-Man too. Cause what's the point? I don't really have a leg to stand on in this argument. Cause I've hated those Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I just oh. wasn't a fan of the franchise. Cause I wasn't a Spider-Man guy growing up. Now he's my favorite superhero in the Spider-Verse. One of my favorite movies. I love the new kid who plays him. Tom Holland. Amazing. I actually watched a little bit of the, the first one last night with, um, what's his name? Batman. Um, Oh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, that, that movie's phenomenal. <laughs> I like when you said Batman, and I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah, and then I put on the Spider-Verse and watched, like, the first hour of that. I don't really remember either of those movies that well. I think I remember liking the second one better, but you 100% did say this is why I hate trilogies. Oh, it, because I was – that doesn't matter. I'm not going to take back, but I'm what I was realistically saying is when you have a movie set up and there's a great – like, for us, growing up as kids, there was Batman. 89. Loved Batman. Then there was Batman Returns. When Batman Returns was coming out, 
I was fully invested as whatever, seven-year-old, because I didn't didn't announce another movie. You just went to go see this movie and enjoy whatever story this was going to be told. When I got older and a bit wiser or stupider, um, I, I started to be like, I don't know, that Spider-Man thing still to this day irks me. Like, they, you guys just did this, um, the podcast on Change My Mind for mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings versus uh, Harry Potter. Never seen a Harry Potter movie. No no reason why or why not, but I watch all the Lord of the Rings, but I knew I waited till after all the movies came out to watch it. Cause I know that feeling I would have seeing the second movie and that movie got panned for one reason, maybe the best movie, but it ends literally just in the middle of a scene as characters are walking. Maybe people yeah, like I mean, that. You kind of need that second one for story drive if you're planning a trilogy, but to your point, I guess it's true. I don't know if there was a T3 on the books no. when Terminator 3 came out. I- Absolutely not. T2 came out. It was its own. Like, you can look back at that because movies weren't today. Everything's franchised. So it's like, well, we have one. Like, what are the new movies that are coming out? Avatar. There's like six Avatar, maybe three. Avatar's like lined up already. And I'm like, oh, like even Halloween when they announced Halloween was coming back. Cool. Now they're announcing two more Halloween. So it's like, well, Michael Myers clearly is not going to die during Halloween Kills because there's a follow up to it. There's another movie. I don't know if that's necessarily true. You can do some crazy ass things like Game of Thrones threw everybody for a loop. You knew like, I mean, I didn't read the book. So when, you know, spoiler alert, Ned Stark fucking dies, it's a huge twist. So I think that can actually play into if there's a second movie and then a third one's already announced, you can actually set some people up thinking this character isn't going to die and then really tug at the heartstrings or whatever you need to do. But I guess, you know. We'll see how everybody takes your points. It's very interesting that you've kind of become, I love that it's now a segment. I cannot wait. I, I know. I, I thought about that. Cause I saw it. Like, obviously we have our little private chat behind the scenes. This is all minutia. You guys could really care less about, but I saw people like chatting about it and being like, Oh, like, great. And then like Friars in there, like poking the bear, just like, Oh yeah, Rossi's down. I'm going to poke on him. Um, which is fine. But it was really funny because, um, I'm like, what the hell did, what the, I don't I couldn't even tell you what I said. I know Mac earlier in the week, right after our podcast last week for favorite athletes, which was just an awesome podcast. But um, he, he said like, Rossi, your take was like ridiculous. Then Goo was like, it made me sick. And I'm like, or it made me want to chop my head off. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Like I, I really, like the thing about it was I, I had no idea that I even said anything. I thought people like actually felt the same way as me at, at the time. But I don't time know, because I'd have to go through all of the trilogies I like and figure out which ones are my favorites. Like out of the major league trilogies, major league two is my favorite. So yeah, but see that to me, it's a true, like, uh, okay, I guess I can't, there's no defending it. If there's three movies, clearly that's a trilogy, but when major league two came out, they weren't going back to the ma- like minors. They didn't have that set up already. Like those movies are so separated. No, I know. Was- I'm just kidding. No, I know, but <laughs> I would hope that major league two, it would be better than three, but uh, like they mentioned the dark Knight. dark Knight's one of the best movies of all time. I, I get it. And I'm not even, comparing that i'm just going when my thought process was when i was 16 well you knew spider-man's not gonna fucking die and you know batman's not gonna die like i don't think that matters i, I didn't know that as a kid you know I, that or as maybe kid, we were in high school i know but that, that was still a child i, was no. still, I, I couldn't drink a when beer did that come out 2003 i want to say right around there 2002 yeah, we were like what 18 Eight, yeah i was around 18 I yeah. could go to war. I couldn't drink a beer, right? I could have sex legally. No, but um, <laughs> I just... You could have sex legally underage as long as it's the same age person. All right, Bill. Whatever you were into, that's fine. I was playing with Isn't toys. Is that true? Is that not true? No, it is true. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to talk about this. But um, I did just think, like, at the end of the day, for me, it was just... I will never forget that feeling. Everyone has something that, like, grabs them during their, like, lifespan. That, like, for some reason, when Spider-Man 2 was coming out and they announced Spider-Man 3, I made me sick. It made me uncomfortable. I remember literally sitting on my table with my father being like, I don't think we should see this crap because it ain't going to matter. But I did. And I, and I thought the other thing was funny. I did love that train scene. 
I thought that train scene was so like at the time that was the most high stakes moment of that entire movie. That was the only yeah, time I, I actually. I can't speak to any of this because I only saw those movies the one time in theaters with you and with Kevin. me. <laughs> yeah, but that was Spider Man Three, which at the time I said was the greatest movie. I had ever seen at the, right after leaving that theater because I thought it was like the most epic situation. But that's that's it. That will wrap. Put a bow on that until. Well, right. real quick, I'm also yeah. Keith. Kind of prefaced it by being like, "Oh, there's people in the, like the George shared universe who can come out and make us an intro for this." So I've already started to work on the intro for the Rossi's worst take. Can't do an intro for us, but you got intros for them. I make us a video <laughs> and a graphic every fucking week. I mean, sure cartoons. You sure do. Like, but if somebody's gonna put our stuff on every single week even if it's a bad take and it's a bigger podcast <laughs> than us oh yeah i'm gonna make him an intro graphic and a song for it you can bet your bottom dollar on that so yeah if anybody <laughs> wants wants to make a rossi segment i'll make the intro singer for you for sure yeah. that is uh, that is true we, um real quick a flashback uh to when we used to, in our fantasy league that's been going strong for i can't i think 16 17 no 21 so both 13 14 years now there used to, we used to have vidcast and stuff like that and used to have some ridiculous uh video footage of me back then too so this is true this is this is uh going through the annals of time but i'm uh happy to be myself and if people don't like the things or want to attack those things go for it it's, it's there was uh, something you already had earlier on in this that i should have earmarked i was like oh that's gonna like <laughs> that's that's potential for keith's segment this week already so yeah, we but, even started but see, don't don't make me think about it because if I think about it, then I'm gonna be like cautious maybe or think when I'm when I'm trying uh, I don't to talk. think that's gonna happen. Nah, neither do I. All right, Bill. Well, today we are here um not only to talk uh about some ridiculous things, we're also talking best songs of the summer, the top eleven, uh what we're very famous for, Bill. And uh again, that was very interesting to see the, the Dork Podcast do a top ten. I'm just not really I don't really know much about it. But real quick about top elevens, the NFL just released a top eleven. The really NFL on there, what? it's on uh, fi- uh, ch- ch- on YouTube, was top 11 rushing quarterbacks. Ooh, I love that. And that's my favorite thing about a quarterback is the rushing quarterback. I would assume it would probably be one, two, three, Vic Cunningham, Lamar. I didn't watch it, to be honest. Okay. I don't think they, I don't know if they put Lamar that high that quick, but we'll see. Um, but I did tweet it um, from the, um, I would say hashtag dark, from um, at uh, Pop Culture PD. You can check it out. I did, I said that the top 11 is starting to take off. Speaking yeah, we about- created it. Mac coined the phrase, the podcasters dozen. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's quite wildfire right now. It is. And today we are talking about the songs of the summer, Bill. Music has been around, well, forever, but um, pop music has really been around for about the last 45 give or take years. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add some years in there if you'd like. But um, we basically went through and looked at every song that was, quote, the song of that summer. Um, and we basically counted down the top 11. But before we get there, Bill, when it comes to this summer, the summer of 2020, maybe the craziest summer of all time. May, oddly enough, in the Northeast area where we are, maybe the most beautiful summer of all time. I'm saying this while there's like a hurricane. But it's been like 90 consistently. It's been hot. It has been a perfect time to get out of your house while you can't. So. Great. I mean, sunshine on my shoulder makes me happy. I love a hot day. I've been riding to the beach on my bike, almost passed out a few times, but it's been amazing. <laughs> Hit up Kelly's Cream, get an ice cream. I think the question you were going to ask, do I have a song of this summer? Was that what yeah, like what, or what do you think could be? Like, I have four songs that I kind of feel have been the song of the summer, but I don't know if you want me to tell you those and see if you have any to add. So I'll quickly just reveal myself as not listening to much current music because I don't know sure. when this was released, but this is my song of the summer and it's Circles by Post Malone, even though I think it was released like a year ago. Here we but go like, again. That was legit like <laughs> last summer. That was last summer. But I love that song. Like I didn't like I heard it the other day and I was like, oh, 
This is a fucking great summertime song. It's awesome. That would be mine. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Um, for me, I was looking at some of the songs. I think that um, Watermelon Sugar by, uh, why can't I think of a stinking name right now? The guy from, uh, uh, oh God, One Direction. Harry Styles, Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar, Jam. Uh, Blinding Light by Weekend. I kind of feel like that is it because I feel like that's just like been on the rise since like the late spring and it's just been dominant. Um, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. That's another uh, ditty there. You probably know all this. I know that one, yeah. Yeah. She's good. I, in the beginning, I thought she was another disposable artist, which she, she's a little. She's maybe she's like, hot, and I think it's Zach's, like uh, our buddy Zach, friend of the podcast, like favorite girl in the world right now. Interesting. And uh, the last song I would put on there is "Rain on Me" by Lady Gaga. I don't love this song, but I just feel like it's like on every station, banging everywhere. So those are the songs I kind of feel. I think "Weekend." If I had to really give it to somebody, I feel like he's kind of owned like the last half year. I'm gonna give it to Circles by Post Malone. See, I don't associate like when you brought this list up to me, I was like huh, I have a lot of songs I associate with the summer and that I love that I play during the summertime, like on a porch, at a barbecue, like I'll make a playlist. It would have uh, very few specific songs on there. But yep. this one, I was just kind of like, all right. And then I looked at the list of songs, and it's like, yes, these do actually remind you of specific summers. Yes, and obviously some of these were before we were born, but it's, you can, you'll can you understand when we get there. So let's kick off, Bill, the top 11 um we don't really have to worry too much about honorable mentions. We could do it right before the, the number one. But number 11, we will kick it off with the summer of 1998, Bill. We were in just hitting our groove in life. Puberty was great. Didn't take much to get the uh, old sale up, we'll say. And uh, these two might have done the job for you. It is The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. It was a great song. My sister, again, she had a huge impact on my music life because I listened to a lot of stuff that she listened to. I remember the song vividly, a great video. I think this was one of the first times that um, Mac and Goo changed their Twitter handle and they, were, <laughs> like, they weren't like they were Mac and Goo, they were Brandy and Monica or The Boy Is Mine or something like that. Uh, it's a very, like, it's a, it's a good song. I wouldn't, it's number 11 for a reason because I don't think it's near the top of, like, huge songs you remember for a summer. But it's decent. Yeah, this song, I, the thing I remember was there was like a budding feud between the two. Like people tried to make it like it was Brandy versus Monica. So I think that also helped with uh, the play of this song. But I just remember the video very vividly. They were in like, almost looks like kind of these, you know, streams we have here with like one in one uh, run, one in the other. Uh, the song was just a banger. It made you want to be whoever they were singing about as a man. You're like, oh. how cool would it be to be fought over? If you were either one of the women, wouldn't you automatically drop this dude? Oh yeah, I'd be done. And it, it, you would have to be some great D. I'm telling you, he must have had some. He must have been hammering. But overall, I, I just I remember being like whatever 13 and being like, you know how cool it would be if two chicks fought over you. And I think that's why this specifically reminds me of that time. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that at that time or now. No, neither do I. But I'm just saying that would have <laughs> been that would have been fantastic. All right, Bill, we'll jump into number ten, a song that made me go, wait, this was the song of the summer. Then I actually remembered having a Kia Soul windows down. My, yeah, that's right. The hamster sold me. And the uh, sunroof was open. It is, I never know how to really say her name. I'm always just Iggy going Iggy Azalea? Yeah, I always called her Ziggy Azalea. Don't don't ask me why. Iggy Azalea with Fancy. And we know this song was really all about dead ass. I mean, and, you know, I'm a big fan of her because I like the shapely women. Uh, it's a <laughs> banger. It's a great song to edit to. I've cut many of montages to this. It's a summertime song. A uh, video she looks ridiculous in. She's out by the pool. She's in a bathing they, suit. It's, yeah, they did the clueless theme mm -hmm. video. I mean, I really like her. I mean, a lot of people think she's a talentless, you know, plastic kind of girl. I think she has decent rhymes. I enjoy like 
a decent amount of her music. And this I associate very vividly with that summer, actually. Yeah, I do as well. Obviously, this is 2014. Um, and the other thing about the song, it kind of became like this major crossover vibe. Not only, you know, also featured Charlie XCX, by the way, who try, hasn't really caught on since. But but the song, you know, had that great intro that's very distinct, especially in like music oh, today. You first, know, I'm the realist. Dude, great lyrics, dude, but just that, yeah. It's like Casio Keyboard 101, but made it work so well. And like you said, Iggy Azalea out of Australia had um, that issue with, uh, was it uh, Nick? Um, who Nick was Young. Swaggy yeah, P. Nick Young. Yeah, Swaggy P. He got ratted out by his teammates. Now, cool move to rat out your your, your dude? Or... I mean, he's a douchebag for cheating yeah. on her, but you don't really rat out your. Like, I would more, like, I wouldn't rat out my friend either, but I feel like it's better, like, if he's, like, you know, one of our friends that were close friends with the girlfriend, you tell on him like, hey, you might want to check up on him, but like a teammate, that's like the last thing I would do. You don't want to ruin your team chemistry. Like that's just a dick move. Maybe yeah, I think- trying to like get in with Iggy, so I get it, but. <laughs> they also did a lip sync battle, I remember, and it was like right before that happened. So they were on that show with LL Cool J, and it was really awkward, like once it was released after that, knowing that both of them were no longer together. So we'll jump now into number nine, Hot and Her. Nelly, 2002, right? That was that her was not very good on my part. But uh, Nelly, 2002, the same year Spider-Man was released. Um, but yes, Nelly, uh, this song right here, talk about the jam of that summer. This was everywhere. So it wouldn't be, I know I'm very hyper Billy. This isn't obviously one of my favorite songs of all time. It would probably be in a top five Nelly songs of all time. <laughs> that's, even though it's- that's the most cautious thing you've ever said so that's, that's good i don't even know about that because his first album uh country grammar has probably eight bangers on it amazing probably one of the greatest rap debuts ever but this song unreal i totally associate it with this summer i was a junior in high school going into a senior in high school so this song was huge i tried to dress like nelly from the um <laughs> the uh jagged edge video that he was in there on the first day of school for i think like 2000 or 2001 like he wore a white polo with like the black polo thing and the black shirt underneath. I love Nelly. I was a huge fan. And to me, one of the greatest rap lines of all time is, I'm just kidding like Jason, unless you're going to do it. It's by far the most well-timed line that doesn't actually make sense because his name is Jason Kidd, but he says, I'm kidding. The action of kidding and his name don't really make any sense, but it he's so smooth. And this time it was kind of where Nelly could do no wrong. So it was so perfect. Yeah, like you said. I'm just kidding like Jason. Pause, pause, two pause, unless you're going to do it. Extra, extra. <laughs> that, is, that is memorable stuff, uh, definitely if you're in the same uh, age grade, uh, age range as us. Mac makes a great point. The video, unreal. I mean, Vocal tank top on at this point. I tried to buy Vocal stuff, could never find it. <laughs> I honestly, it's so a big echo wearer, though, <laughs> back in high school. Sure you were. Uh, I've seen those pictures. Very baggy jeans, low, a little low on the uh, hips. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, it's funny because I am pretty good with like deciphering lyrics with some songs. But there are some songs I had no idea. Like I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't know vocal. I didn't know that was fashion. I thought it, I didn't know what it meant. Oh yeah, that's his thing. Vocal. Yeah, I, uh, no idea. So now we'll jump into a song that was before our lifetime, Bill. But a song that if you were around, let's say, born some point in the seventies, even late sixties, this song is major to this day. Everybody knows, I would say, every lyric to this song. One of the biggest summer hits of all time. It's no, just... I was just going to say, I was actually challenged by our friend, Frank DeCandia, because I said, I know every word to the song. I can sing it word for word. He said, no, you can't. And I sure as shit did. This is not one of my... Again, 
a bold statement. Probably a top 10 karaoke song for me. Obviously, Private Eyes is my number one. But this song is amazing. It's got a great little, you know, strum to it. It was probably even bigger. Like, we can't even probably imagine how big this was back when it came out because Rick Springfield was, like, a mega star. He was on, like, General Hospital or one of those shows, right? He was, yes. like, uh, just a beautiful man in the 80s. <laughs> He was a major sex symbol. So this is like, you know, early 80s, you have to remember that you didn't have like the same style of like look to artists. You know, Bruce Springsteen was known as like a sex symbol at this time, uh, a working class guy. Rick Springfield comes on the scene with a song like this. This is like bubblegum pop through and through. To this day, like you could put that thing on. Well, most radio stations people are listening to are all from old, old music anyways. Everything that's modern gets flipped and turned into an old station. And this is the song you're going to be hearing. It's one of the most popular songs of all time. Every music test, so the stupid thing about radio or how music works uh, behind the scenes is there's studies. So me and you and anybody in the chat or listening to this pod would be in a room and they play a song and you would you would either write, but now they have these like little like, like uh, I don't know, knobs you could turn, uh, not like Mac was talking about, but a knob you can turn on like a, like a controller and it would tell you, you could put like, like, dislike, no, never heard. So those are really the only categories. This is a song everybody would know, even if they didn't like, they would know it. And that's what kind of makes songs popular. And that's the reason you hear them so much. So it is just the song that, you know, it's known by everyone. Yeah. Jesse is a friend, you know, he's been a real good friend of mine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's a very relatable problem for almost everybody in the world. Everyone's kind of had a crush on somebody like in high school that their friend actually liked first. I remember a friend of mine way back in the day, basically liked everything I liked. So I basically just refused <laughs> to like anything that he liked just in case like, because I would like a girl. He's like, I liked her first. He'd be like, my germs. And I'd be like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> so like, he was like, his favorite movie was Fight Club. So I was like, I'm never going to watch Fight Club because this kid likes it. Eventually, Ooh. I wound up watching it recently. and it's like, Oh, I was just going to say, I've never seen Fight Club. That could have been a perfect movie that neither one of us has seen. My friend, and we're not really friends anymore, this kid Todd, he was basically like I was his Jesse. <laughs> so before we go any further, did you? is Todd still with us? Oh, yeah. He's still here. Oh, so you, never fought, you never physically never fought, fought him. No. So fun fact about Billy. Mark your mark your pods right here because you'll run and go back to this. Every single person Billy's gotten a physical altercation or it had to be an actual fight, like a fist like, fight. Okay, everyone that Billy's been in a fist fight with is dead. I mean, I think they're. I think that's ninety five percent true. There might be one kid still kicking around, but I don't know if he's doing great. So I just um, found out, Bill. He's got the virus. No, dude. What are we doing? <laughs> I feel bad enough. Like they were. I they were all, they all wound up being friends, but it was like we, a weird coincidence of like incredible catastrophes and tragedies moral of the story every time billy's gotten a fist fight that person's died so i've always made sure i will get in uh vocal arguments with billy but i will <laughs> never throw a punch and i will never get near him so he can throw a punch at me because i'm trying to save my life yeah all so right, all so the people on the change my mind pod <laughs> joe and uh, yeah and, and yeah. nick I uh, know, and also, and also, Doctor, yeah, Doctor Joe. Yesterday, if it wasn't in squares when he dropped that politics line on you, oh. I think it's gonna. By the way, I that is like I have gone back to listen a couple times. If you haven't checked out the Change My Mind podcast. The again, we talked about a little bit earlier. The Lord of the Rings verse is the. Um, Harry Potter, Harry Potter I got series. vicious. I got vicious. Yeah, you got it. Was literally like it reminded me the the only podcast we've gotten really like upset with each other was an AJ Styles. Um, like three year or first year or whatever I said, he's the best year. There was a point in that podcast where after Billy left, I was mad. Um, my wife had to like ask me if like we were serious, like we were banging the table. Like the Seth Rollins one got more like yeah, it was it was friendly. But I love that AJ one. Styles, I changed your mind. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. Uh, AJ Styles literally got like I was about to like get. I was physically 
angry. Oh, yeah. and, and we were literally like, <laughs> as if you're watching the screen on YouTube, we look like we're probably two feet apart. That's how we used to record this podcast up until this, you know, situation we're all living in. We're not recording in the same room. Like literally like one microphone right next to each other. And I, I was ready to like flip out. But I mean, you can ask any of my exes. I fight dirty <laughs> when it comes to arguments. I get out. Not necessarily I fight dirty, but like. I know how to push people's buttons. I think that's clear. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So now we'll jump in to number seven as we count down the top 11 songs of the summer. Another song way before our lifetime. Brandy, you're a fine girl. Looking Glass, this is from 1972. This is an absolute banger of a song. It's used incredibly in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It fits that movie I believe, perfectly. Isn't it the second Guardians no, of the Galaxy? No, the first one, I think. I thought it's the opening scene of the second when you see his father and the woman he impregnates with all those little things. It might be actually. Either Pretty way, sure. it's it's a perfect song for you know the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like yeah. you know, I think you are right. Either way, it's in the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack that I listen to all the time. All of those songs on that soundtrack are you could pop them on in front of literally your grandmother, your nephew, <laughs> and they'll all kind of like it. I think it's the perfect like music enjoyment, and this is one of those songs. That is for everybody. It's not probably as popular as Jesse's Girl because it's a little bit older, but it's a fucking phenomenal song. Every time it comes on, I'm singing it. It's always on like a shower playlist if I'm gonna make one. But it's a very like song, like a song you would associate with the summer, even if like you weren't born as like old enough to listen to in 1972. Yeah, this is before our lifetime, but I would say this is a song that when it's summertime, the, I hear that opening like guitar oh, riff and drum and I, it, it, it like brings joy to my heart and my soul. But before I go any further, so the shower playlist, are you a music guy in the shower? Are you a podcast guy? You oh, 100% audio? music. I, okay. I can't get like podcasts loud enough usually to listen okay. to. And I have a shower speaker, but like you kind of lose it. I usually make a playlist for, you know, a four minute shower, you know, and I have one of those things you can change like the song in the shower. It's game changer. And a song changer. So is the songs about like you feeling yourself? Like you want to feel good? Like I'm going to be uh, clean? For the most part, I don't think I've ever taken like a sad shower. Once I get into the shower, that's where I want to be. And I don't really want to leave. I do take that's a cold point. shower for about the last two minutes though. Wait nothing me. better, honestly, oh, especially in the morning, but nothing better than a cold finish to a shower. Any season, any time. Mm -hmm. Take that to the bank. Because warm showers, I get it. But when you get out of the shower and you take a nice warm one, whether it's winter or it's summer, you kind of, you get like either cold or you get like just a little uncomfortable. If you look at the skin. It's good for your skin. Look at my skin. Look at that thing. It's impeccable. Mm -hmm. Take that light off. I bet you it looks even better. You glow. Um, you don't really have to shut the light off if you don't want. <laughs> uh, but anyways, back to Brandy or Fine Girl. Uh, this is a classic song. So me and my dad, you know, have a share a lot of you know similar um, you know, music and takes on different things. But this one we're completely different. He thinks this is one of the worst songs ever made because it's so like cheesy. You have to remember my dad, I, I think 30 five years old. I, mean, I don't know exactly, but he um, like, this is right after the height of the Beatles. Like the Beatles were done in 1969. So then it was music like this and the seventies are known as like the worst decade of music for a lot of different reasons. But I don't think this is a one of them. This is a fun song. This puts a smile on your face. This makes you, if you were having a bad day, if you were having a sad shower bill, you crank a little warm uh, water on your face with this one right here. It'll make the whole thing better. And there's an episode of the Simpsons where Homer's going through like Marge's music and she's like oh he's like looking glass and he names like literally three bands that were on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack she's and he's like oh like and then like he's like those were the bands he liked and he's like I can't like and then she he pulled out like her it was like Rolling Stones and like good ones and he couldn't understand how he dated somebody with such terrible music tastes and like the Rolling Stones were like the good bands and he was listening to like looking glass 
that's I think wh- wh- why your dad was in that mode because this was kind of like bubblegum pop. Oh yeah, probably a hard rocker, and you can't really like get behind it at that age. Like I didn't like Justin Bieber back in the day, like when he was making mega pop hits. So I can kind of see how that's your dad's against this because he grew up in an era where this was probably like ah, it's like a shitty band. Yeah, it's crap. So nice segue there, Bill, because number six coming in, Despacito by Louis Fonzi, Daddy Yankee, which I didn't know Daddy Yankee is part of the song, by the way, and Justin Bieber, the featuring, the, the good version, we'll call it. Well, yeah, the other one was also a mega hit, but I had this super high on my list. I think that's explaining why it's at six. And I had a Justin Bieber renaissance probably in like 2016 when he came out with that album. I think it was Purpose or it had whatever that one where it's black and white and he's on the cover phenomenal song sorry was on it and then okay. like, came out with this probably two years later this is a banger song you totally associate this with the summer it might be the second most watched youtube video of all time behind like gangnam style or whatever the hell it is this song is a total summer song it's a banger i love it i love justin bieber in it i love any of those you know kind of not it's not really like reggaeton but like that like really you know authentic like feel to it i i love any song it? that I could dance to, yeah. Spanish fusion. We just we realized yeah, on this sure. podcast, add fusion to it, and it works. Um, the one thing about this too, this was in a battle for that summer. Obviously, this took off. This was a massive hit. I never really truly loved this song, so that's maybe know why it's placing here. But for me, it was between this and it was that Black Beetle, uh, the whatever mannequin challenge song. Now I didn't like that song, but those were the two songs yeah. that were vastly popular at the same time. And I was listen- looking. I remember like. I was working at the radio music radio station at the time. Oh no, no, I was actually at the um, at sports radio at this time. But either way, I just remember being like depressed because I'm like, these are the two songs. But then I really look back now. Desposito, Ripper, a jam, fun song. Um, you know, and also a little more cultured. I feel a little more cultured after listening. Well, anytime you know. we'll call it like a Latin fusion song. Basically, like you know, anytime they pop it, something like that on a wedding, I am on the dance floor going absolutely nuts. I love those kind of songs to dance to. And this was not like the most dancey song in the world, but I like a good fun pop song. And this was pretty much the definition of it. Yeah. This was a song that got the butt shaking bill. They got the butts shaking. And this is a big workout song. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember I used to like when I was taking classes, when that was still a thing, uh, this was like always in like a spin class, a kickboxing class. And uh, so that for some reason reminds me of that too. It has nothing to do with the song, but a jam nonetheless, one of the biggest summer songs, especially of the last few years. I think that's the highest ranking one of modern music of like the closest to date uh, back in 2017. So now we crack the top five bill with a song that may be, mm, uh, this is going to be tough. I may say most iconic song on the list. It probably, yeah, I would say it's the most iconic song on the list. Baby Got Back, Sir Misks a Lot, number five for us. At one point, this would have been in my top five favorite songs of all time. Um, you know, I like the thick ladies, we know that. And this <laughs> and probably this probably got into, you know, that area. It has the great, you know, two weird girls being like, Oh my god, Becky, look at her butt. That's just amazing. And the beat comes in, Sir Mix a lot dropping ridiculous rhymes. A totally fun song. Yeah, like it's just an amazing beat. Just such a nineties, early nineties song, like young MC, MC Hammer. Like, this throws right in the mix. I think he had, like, one other song, so he's not technically a one-hit wonder, maybe. But this is, like, an absolute – like, it's it's a phenomenal song. And I do, like, associate this with Summertime when I was a kid. 
Yeah, this in like summertime by Will Smith. I think also same year by the by the way. This one edge it out by plays radio plays. But nonetheless, this is just a song. And I, I just it's so iconic. And the music video, the music video is a damn ass, Bill. The whole mm-hmm. video is Sir Mix a lot and his leather jacket, his little cap on, he's got rings, and he's got singing with two women dancing in front of an ass. That is the whole music video. It is ridiculous. It's iconic. You said the Becky look at her butt makes one of those rap guys girlfriends. Like that line is huge. I don't like TikTok very much. I don't know enough about it, but I've seen when it first started blowing up, that's all I saw was people saying those lines because you can like act out things. I don't mm-hmm. really get it. But that's all I saw when it was all over my Twitter feed. And I was like, get that crap off of my Twitter feed. Go go leave that on TikTok. I'll come find you if I need you. But that is like I don't know this song just to me it's it's an incredible song it's a fun song it it makes it makes me giggle like it's a freaking hilarious song when you think about it the rhymes that are in there and again just the whole line my anaconda don't want none unless you gut buns hun this guy is right to the point and he's good yeah, you can do side bends or sit ups but please don't lose those buns and that's how I feel uh totally so it's a great song and I think it's partially responsible for like you know how we have Karens for the older lady name. Yes. Younger lady name is Becky. And I think it has a oh. great deal to do with this song. I didn't know that. I, did, I see people call people Beckys. I didn't know. I thought it was just another Karen. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that was really younger. Yeah. it's uh, They have like a, a chart of like, you know, from Becky <laughs> to Karen to like Gertrude or whatever the hell the oldest one is. Oh, Gertrude. Get down with Gertrude at Walmart. Yelling at people. Put a mask on. All right. Jumping in now at number four as we count down the top 11 songs of the summer. This song was huge. This was a massive hit. Usher had some great stuff in the late 90s. The My Way album, one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, but this song came in with just fl- flames. It's yeah, because it's an exclamation point, uh, by Usher. 2004, again, right in that ballpark. We were talking about Hot and Her when we were in high school. This is right after high school for us. And this was just the song. I can literally remember getting ready to go out on a summer night, like listening to this song, thinking I was the man. You know, it, I, Was <laughs> this the one that was in The Hangover as well? Like it's one of like the the big songs. I believe it was. Uh, maybe it's like the overnight change when like they all pass out. But it's a great summer song. I mm. remember vividly. Like I said, getting ready to go out, being out with our friends, listening to this. Usher had a ton of those kind of summer fun songs. Anyways, he was like, you know, I would consider him the Will Smith of summer songs. You know, we considered, you know, the um, summer blockbusters. Summer blockbusters all about Will Smith. Mm. Usher had a ton of those songs you would listen to. Like when you're going out with your friends, he was just a great party song. And he even had like some of the nice like little R&B ballads early that I remember being like at a park when I was younger, like thinking about girls listening to those kind of songs. Yeah. The thing about this song, yeah, uh, is that it was number one the entire summer of 2004, 12 straight weeks. And you know what knocked it out of the number one spot, Bill? No. Usher with Burn. <laughs> that makes so sense. He, that album was dumb. monstrous. And it what was, was huge. this? Yeah, this was all off the back of him cheating on uh, Chili from the mm-hmm. of TLC. So this story kind of like with a little background, a little more fame to it. Um, that's what this whole album's about. And this song is literally about cheating. And he basically says, I'm going to cheat. And yeah, this song, I mean, ever, that's what he's saying. Kind of from what we know about him, not the greatest boyfriend. You would not no, want him. No, but no. he makes a great summer hit. Like My Boo is a great one. You Got a Bad is a great fucking summertime song, even if it wasn't like released there. You remind me, I actually really like Nice and Slow. He just has so many good, fun songs. Like, You Make Me Wanna, that's a fucking oh, summertime song. If absolutely. I've ever heard one. 
and my way. I just like the, the title track to his oh. first album. Good times right there. Oh, sure. Very I underrated, mean, I would say, in our lifetime, too. I would say the one I most associate with him is You Don't Have to Call. Is my you favorite. Don't have like, to call, girl. It's oh, okay. yeah, smooth. Oh. Oh, should, I should never try to sing. That, no, please do. Uh, cheers to Usher. Uh, Usher is very, I tell you, he's like one of those underrated talents. And he had a great interview with Howard Stern once, if you want to learn a little more behind the scenes of Usher and his character. Also in the movie, The Faculty, which sucked. Um, up next, number three, we're cracking the top three here, Bill, in our top 11 songs of the summer. Number three is another one of those songs that we could go anywhere with. And I'll explain why it's not number one, because I know it was yours with a bullet. It's I Want to Dance with Somebody from Whitney Houston in 1987. I love this song. Anytime it comes on, I will, again, get on the dance floor, dance around. I've had some nice dances with some ladies this one in the history of my life, whether it be at a school dance or a little bit later in life. But if this song came on in a bar, I would literally be like, hey, I'm going to the dance floor if we're not dancing and dancing. I'm going to find a girl. If not, I will dance by my goddamn self. This and How Will I Know, I think How Will I Know is my favorite Whitney song, but this has that same kind of spirit to it. I mean, it's just literally one of the greatest pop songs ever written, and I don't think that's much of a stretch. It's, I want to dance with somebody, somebody who loves me. Yeah, it's the ultimate pre-women uh, that have not quite hit menopause yet jam <laughs> right now. This no, song, Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. No, no, that they're that, menopause. No, that now, Bill, they're in menopause. Sorry, Bill. Those you women. Said pre you said pre. Yeah, before, before menopause. I mean, like their forties. Glory game. Like I will survive. It's like sixties, fifties. They're gone. No, they're that's gone. that's a forty-five-year-old woman. If I've ever seen it, it. is absolutely that, not Bill. We, vacuuming, vacuuming, the living room. I'm telling you right now. That I've seen it. Lost. I've seen. She's it. no longer forty-five. She's like fifty-five, sixty. Yeah. I will survive. Was like seventy-one. All right. Yes. Yeah, seventy-one. You're like. That's like my mom would have been exactly like your mom when my you were in high school. No, but when you were in high school, oh, yeah. she's just vacuuming it up, <laughs> listening to Gloria Gaynor. This one's way more happy. No, that my my point is the pre-menopause women of today. So right now they're like 45, 42, 47. Whenever you get menopause, don't know. This is their jam. You hear that slight little like Casio intro. Dude, do 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 do. Whoa! It just starts, and I feel, I feel that no longer having menstrual cycles coming out, and like this might be the going, take for Keith. No, right like, I'm serious. I, in my wedding, Ross I remember seeing pre-menopause. I remember seeing women. It looks, it's this song is like brains to a zombie. Like they just creep up, they come out. Like if they're it, sitting on the table, any like, age, I get you. No, I I'm agreed, but it the gets women, me. Exactly, because you're that age. No, but no, but honestly, it is like Desposito would get anybody, right? Like the younger crowd be out yeah. there, they'll be ripping it up. I just take like weddings, for instance. Like, but when this song plays, you see the women that are sitting there having a drink, maybe still snacking on a cake or, or a cookie, get their asses up, put the walker. No, they're not that old. They get their, you know, they put their shoes back on because they're white girls and they take their shoes off and they come back to the dance floor for Whitney Houston because it is that jam. It makes you want to move. It makes the cripple get up and get going. It is an incredible song that will make anybody move. No, I 100% agree with that. I don't know why it's not number one now. I just sold the damn song. I, I don't, it really is. It was my number it 10. It came out in the summer. It was your number 10? Because I associated, I don't think of it as a song of the summer. I just always think of it as a wedding. So like, for some reason I was like, ah, I don't I think of it. Yes, it does have that good time vibe to it. I associate it with weddings as well because I, you know, filmed a shitload of weddings. So sure of course with my friend and actually another friend at work now. But um, it's just one of those things where, it is that happy, fun, summertime feel. I would put this on like a summertime playlist, no doubt. 
All right, well, speaking about No Doubt, they're not on this list, but we're cracking the top two as we are down to the bill. This is it. We're down to the nitty-gritty, the top 11 songs of the summer. This was my number one, and this was my number one, and I would have put it, like, in my top five because this is the song when I think of a summer, and I think of a dance, and I think of putting it all together, and I think of a song that has, like – live through the test of time, but people don't like, will never seek it out. When you hear it though, you're like, holy crap, that was that jam. It's from 1996. It's Dos Alberto Del Rio, Los Del Rio with the Macarena. Oh my God. This was the song. I mean, it was, it was a huge song. I do associate it with summer. It was kind of annoying. I will put it on. I will do the Macarena. I did it at our summer bash at our last uh, holiday party or not holiday party summer. Actually. Yeah. Summer bash. So perfect. Um, it's, you know, two old guys, uh, whoever the Macarena girl is. We actually had a girl in high school who was named Macarena around no. this time. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, that must've been really hard. Or in like middle hard. school or whatever it was, or elementary school. But she grew up with the, you know, obviously her parents named her Macarena way before this song came out. So that's kind of a tough childhood to have to endure if you're born in like the eighties and then one of the biggest songs ever written that's kind of a joke. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, yes, because it's a dance. Any song, like the electric slide is a fun song, but no one's like, that's a great song. It's just a no, dance. No, but imagine if like you were, you're like your parents named you like Lou Bega Rossi. Yeah, I, I get you. Trust <laughs> like, me. No, even more, like they named you Mambo number five. Rossi. <laughs> maybe they were maybe go Love Potion number nine, but uh, for other songs with t- numbers in them. But this song was just everything. Everybody knew the dance. As a kid, I would practice because I knew I was going to like a function, like a basketball uh, banquet. Yeah, you had to practice this dance. Well, you didn't know it right off the top of your head. It wasn't just like you watched a video. They don't even do the dance in the video, by the way. The dance is like its own separate lifestyle. And that's why I didn't know it. I don't even know where it came from. Like in 1996, I don't know how things went viral, but this crap went viral. Like literally a dance that has nothing to do with the actual song. You watch the video, two old guys dancing with a bunch of attractive women of all heritages. And you just, that dance never comes up. But then all of a sudden you did it. You put your hands everywhere. You touch your head, do a little shake. It was great. This song was absolutely the most fun I had as an 11 year old in the summer. (laughs) I mean, it was great at field day. I'll give you that. There you go. Well, before we get to our number one, which right now I don't think anybody could predict. Um, It's kind of a hard list to predict anyways, but our top 11 recap real quick. It was The Boy Is Mine, Brandy and Monica at 11. 10, Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Number nine, Hot and Her by Nelly. Jesse's Girl at number eight. Uh, Number seven was Brandy. You're a fine girl. The Looking Glass. uh, Number six was Desposito by, we'll just say Justin Bieber, because that's all you really remember. Uh, Baby Got Back at number five, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah by Usher, number four. Number three, I Want to Dance with Somebody. And number two, The Macarena by Los Del Rio. Um, I wonder if that's where Alberto Del Rio got, like, his, like, stage name. I doubt (laughs) Anyway, all right, number one, this is also something in the last decade. I'm going to say the year before we reveal the song and see if people can narrow it down their own little pea brains. Uh, it is 2012, a summer that, honestly, aside from this song, I couldn't tell you a damn thing about it. Aside, well, I could tell you about the wrestling stuff, but like nothing that stands out in my mind. I don't remember any vacations I went on. I remember stuff happening the next year, but either way, 2012, that summer was owned by this song Everybody was singing. It has spun millions of parodies. This artist was known as a joke until she's kind of reinvented herself a little bit. Oh, her new album was a little bit of a banger. It was, but like people, she still hasn't gotten to that next level up. I bet you if clubs were still a thing right now, she'd be right back up where she should be. It is Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. 
So I was worried this wouldn't be high enough. I think I ranked it three. So you must have had it super high, right? It, well, you had it at two, and I had it at um, two. So technically, by our lists, that's you know how it all falls. Because I had wanted to have somebody much lower. I had the Macarena at one. I think you had the Macarena at five. So the math, the the math, the math and goo that I had to do. I think it's totally deserving of the one spot. I totally associate this song with Summer. One of the all-time greatest like M. Shyamalan, M. Night Shyamalan twists in the music video as well, where she's trying to hit on the whole, the guy the whole time and she's not feeling it. Uh, a great song. It came on in my car probably like six months ago. I listen to it all the time. I'm a huge pop guy. I qualify this as you know a top pop song of all time. But it came on and I crushed every word to it. And I was just like, this is a song like if you ask me to sing, I don't think I could. And it just seeped into your brain how much it played. Phenomenal song. And like you just said, she kind of had a renaissance. My niece actually loves like the new Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, she did. She came back. It was she really was like kind of a joke. But then she had that song I really like. I think it's called like Like You. It had Tom Hanks in the music video. It's just like I'm a big fan of songs that aren't about love all the time. Like that was a big thing about Kiss Me by Sixpence on the Richer. I never really got to deep go deep into why but that song isn't a like it's a loving song but it's not about love so if you're on like an early stage of a relationship like i like having those songs out there too where it's not like love you love this because you're like i don't freaking love this person i kind of like them would well, call me maybe it's just like fun romantic nice song that again dominated during the year 2012 like everybody knew that song it, it became it took on a life of its own in a modern era it's kind of like you like don't do it a great yeah, and like you were saying, she was trained to be like a Rebecca Black at one yes, point. Yes, yes. Like we thought it was, like I mean, that, that song was obviously not as good as this. I think this is a perfectly composed pop song. It's up there with like legit pop song smashes of like, um, what's one I would say that's similar is the Kelly Clarkson first real big hit, um, oh, Since You've Been Gone. Yeah. Like this is that level of a great pop song, but you kind of looked at her like this could be her only thing. And it's not, and it is an all-time great summer song, and it's just a fun-ass song. Like, and the fun she, factor on this song is super high. Yeah, she also got a lot of boost and popularity because this was also YouTube being a major factor, where if you're watching now, that's where we are, and obviously if you're listening on podcasts, thanks. Um, but the thing is, like, people like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, like major young pop stars that influence, like influencers of that time were doing parody videos of this song, like together. I think Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber, if I recall, had like a song, like a video of them, like kidding around with each other, flirting to this song. That's only going to explode your popularity. So that was another big thing about it. And Carly Rae Jepsen, again, just had like a perfect look for it too. She wasn't like trying to be a sex symbol. She just looked like your average, you know, 17, 18 year old, 19 year old girl with the cutoff jeans. I think she's actually older, but they actually try to make her look younger with like the bangs and everything. Um, just again, great fun song. Awesome one. And it comes in at number one, the number one song of the summer from 2012 of all time, Bill, all time song of the summer, Carly Rae Jepsen. Call me maybe. I mean, it's a great list. I mean, we made it, so I'm <laughs> going to say that, but I really do think it's a solid list. The number one is great. I think there's a couple of things that could have been higher. I really can't believe we didn't have I Want to Dance with Somebody at number one because you ranked it at 10, but that's fine. This is a fine number one. The two is great as well. I don't know how you can't associate Los Del Rios with Summer. If you didn't do that, I mean, if you were our age at every single cookout or, like I said, field day, it was just a total song of the summer. So you crushed it. Yeah, I think it was a great list. A lot of fun. Obviously, let us know your thoughts. You can tweet at us at PopCulturePD on the old Twitter machine. I haven't gotten caught up on our Strive for 105. It's kind of embarrassing we're still doing this. But 88, Terry Glenn. 
Ah, oh, geez, Louise. By the way, Bill, smoke your video you made for that NBA reintro with the um, the music of Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's Back, and the. Uh, um, I think you should leave. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, the, and by the way, I just love that. I think you should leave pass. Like that's just such a oh, brilliant the greatest account on Twitter. Yeah, good job tweeting at them. Uh, killer video if you haven't checked that out. If you like the NBA, or actually if you don't, go check it out on our Twitter. Um, at Pop Culture PD, give us a follow there again. We're Strive for 105. I will take a picture like Robin Williams and photo booth. I'm going to put this thing. If this has to be done by August, all right, because it's embarrassing. There's no reason we can't have 105 followers. All right, I'm I'm not asking for it necessarily, but I just think. Oh, I'm begging. Get, give us 105. It's not all that right. difficult because we. Uh, I'm going to have achievements every time. We'll give you something. You want to see me sitting on a toilet, bare assed? Well, maybe you don't want it, but if you want it to be out in the internet, just give us a follow. Yeah, I don't know if you want that. But either no, way, the Dork Shared Universe this week did for Dork. They did the top 11 multiplayer games. I top was on 10, Change. Top 10. It should Oh, yeah. I mean, what are they doing? Yeah. Change My Mind did the draft, uh, not the draft, the debate with me and Dr. Joe on what's better, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And we decisively fucking <laughs> won that one. That was a smoke job. And then Mac and Goo, I believe, are doing their Aliens movie review. Yes, um, I saw that, and then I think – I forget. They teased something else, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, just for the calendar ahead for this old little podcast here, the Pop Culture Pile Driver. if you're listening, please give us a review. We would really appreciate it. Five stars will get make our day, make our, our lives a lot better, and make Billy have happy showers. Uh, next week, we're going to be coming back to you with our Clue Retro Movie Review, Bill. We're going to watch a movie Clue, give it a rating out of 11. Uh, the week after that, we're going to be doing a candy – tier list so if you haven't joined uh we did a tier list of 90s alt bands about i don't know about seven or nine episodes ago so you can check that out so we're going to put all the candies in there and tear them out from uh you know probably four different tiers in there and then we will come back um later in that week we have our SummerSlam reaction we'll be reviewing wwe SummerSlam 2020 which they just announced unofficially well people like you know knowing in the info that will be taking place outside of the performance center they have found a location so we'll oh, see could be anything could be a boat could be. I kind of hope it's a boat. And then the last one for this month, we will have a Disney song draft, a real draft, not a rules that you can take the same thing, which I don't want to get into. We'll save it for next time. I only have too much to do and I'm keeping it under an hour. God damn it. I promised myself I would do this. Um, We'll talk about it. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it. There's also going to be plenty of bonus content. Me and Billy have been talking about some stuff. There's some Kanye stuff, Sopranos, some more wrestling stuff. There'll be exclusive to the pod. The YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe to Pop Culture Pile Driver anywhere you get a podcast. YouTube at just search Pop Culture Pile Driver. You can follow him again at Billy D twenty four eleven. I am found at Jason D Rossi. The whole damn show is found at Pop Culture PD as we strive for one hundred five. Billy, you have anything else you want to tell the peeps? Yeah, just one thing real quick. The idea I had when you said this originally was like my favorite summer songs and just some of them besides Post Malone Circles would be I Get Around Tupac, Jeanne, Mr. DJ. That's a fucking oh, banger of a summer damn. song. Oh. That one and Gasolina and uh, Gerardo by – no, Rico Suave by Gerardo. Oh, Just man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, uh, the other ones I thought of was uh, Cool for the Summer, Demi Lovato a few years back. That was a freaking jam. That's on kicks ass. I, if you listen to one song in this week, I want you to listen to Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato. It was always a great intro so uh, song for when I was my producing days in radio. It has It's just incredible. That's another song you probably have a lot of fun editing too. Get the instrumental to that kills. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for you. We will be back next week. Like we said, we have Clue uh, retro review. Uh, so let us know your thoughts on that. Uh, let us know your thoughts on this as well. Do you like the songs we picked? Do you think some of them suck? What are your favorite songs of all time for the summer or just memories you have? You can check us out again at Pop Culture PD on the Twitter. He's Billy D. I am Jason. We will catch you all next week. Frank says hi.